Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. everybody welcome back to the show your weekly dose of inspiration where you know what we do we represent brands game changers disruptors and we do it all in the name of the culture this week's guest is a person who's going to give you some nuggets so get your pen and paper ready or go ahead and save and forward this email to yourself and email if you're like me when i'm out walking and i know i don't want to stop and look like a crazy lady every two seconds pausing i just shoot a quick email to myself and forward the episode but you're going to love this show because this person is going to help you not get sued <laughs> and a whole lot of other things we have uh Andrea Sager on the show today, and she is a attorney who actually is all about small business. But before we talk to Andrea, I want to remind you, if you haven't done so already, go ahead and review the show. Share it on your favorite social media platform. Doesn't matter which one, because we're on all of them at Brunch and Slay. Tag us so that I can give you a proper thank you and shout you out just because I love love and I love those who share the love and who share their passion for living their best life by listening to the show and sharing it with their friends. So Andrea is a lady who likes to rock the boat and you know, that's right up my alley. <laughs> she likes to think outside the box and she decided she didn't want to be pigeonheld by just being an average corporate lawyer. So she got creative and she let the spirit move her the way that it was meant to lead her. And she became go-to attorney for small business. And you're going to like her story because it's very unique. And what she's done is find her own beat and she's marching to it every day. So welcome to the show, Andrea Sager. Hey, Andrea. Hey, hey, thank you. I love your introduction of me, by the way. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Your story is pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I am intrigued because I have to know, okay, just a little backstory, guys. Andrea went to law school, obviously. She's a, a, a licensed <laughs> attorney. And she worked in corporate America and she is like, uh-uh, this is not for me. So take mm -hmm. me to that story. Let's just dive in I'm there because I'm sure those who paid for law school and I don't know if your parents paid, I don't know if you come from privilege. I don't know if you have the loans. Like, let's talk about what that was like for the people yeah. who have been into that. And they're like, you want to do what? So let's go there. <laughs> yeah. So I am actually a first generation college student and kind of a first generation high school graduate. Um, my my dad ended up graduating from high school, but that was after he dropped out and then he went back. My mother dropped out, my brother dropped out. So I am first generation college grad, first generation high school graduate on time, and then certainly first generation law student and law graduate. So it was, but I, my whole family kind of knew the whole, my whole upbringing, I was not fitting into a traditional mold. I was just always outside of the box doing my, you know, beating to my own drum. So I was in college and I decided I want to go to law school. So I went to law school and while I was in law school, I actually started my first business, which was an online clothing boutique. And that actually grew 
pretty quickly and I opened up a brick and mortar store. And the whole plan was to kind of be the general manager or not even the general manager, just be the owner once I graduated from law school and have employees working for me. Well, I didn't do that great of a job of hiring employees, training them, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, I ended up selling the business, selling that business after I started practicing law because I was at a big law firm and it was just entirely way too much. As you can imagine, owning a, owning a store and then working at a big law firm. So luckily I was able to sell the store, but yeah, I, it's been a long road, so to say. And yeah, I was luckily able to sell the store and branch out on my own. And it was because of the clothing store that I was able to branch out to serving entrepreneurs because I had that whole network of boutique owners that I knew I could serve. Okay. So I got to stop right there. So First of all, you had to have done something successful because somebody purchased it from you. And that's huge. And you just kind of glaze over that, which I love. But that's something that a lot of people struggle with. And that's their dream. What was that process like when you decided you wanted out? How did you go about listing your store and finding an ideal candidate? Great question. Yeah. So it's actually not something I talk about a lot because to me, it's just like, eh, whatever. (laughs) But, and don't, don't get me wrong. By no means did I make a lot of money off of it, but I, I had built it up to the point where it was a turnkey business where somebody literally could just go in and start making money. So I, I finally decided it was time because it was just getting to be too much. And it was kind of, it was definitely a, you know, bittersweet moment because that was my baby. I had grown that while I was in law school and then it was time to get rid of it. So I just started with social media. I reached out to a couple of brokers, business brokers and retail stores like that just weren't something that they dealt with. So it it was all word of mouth. And I feel like I got really lucky because it ended up being our neighbor, one of our neighbors that purchased it. She also kind of had an online boutique. She was selling clothing online and we were moving. We were, we were talking about moving back to Texas, which is where we are now. And at the time we were outside of Cincinnati, Ohio, and we, her husband had cut, he, he cut our grass. So we kind of, we knew each other and I was trying at that point, I was kind of trying to just, um, get rid of the inventory that I had left. And then I was going to bring what was left back with me to Texas and just bring it back to being online. Well, I had told her, I was like, Hey, come by the store. You can just, you know, check out what inventory you may want. And then I was kind of like, you know, I'm still, you know, I'm not closed off to still selling it. And cause I, I did have a lot of interest. I had a lot of people interested, but a lot of people were, they didn't really, I guess they didn't realize how much work really went into it. So I think people just wanted like to buy a hobby. I don't know. It was really weird, (laughs) but luckily the neighbor, she wasn't looking for a hobby. She was really looking to jumpstart her business. So it was honestly just a perfect match. And so she ended up purchasing it. And it, for me, it was all word of mouth. But I have talked to a lot of other business owners who may have sold their business or tried to find another business. And honestly, it all did come from word of mouth. 
Wow. So obviously you're an overachiever. Law school wasn't tough enough. (laughs) Honestly, like I was, like I really was just kind of bored in law school. Like I was completely overwhelmed in college because I was, I did everything. I was part of every club, you know, doing this, doing that. And then once I got to law school, they're like, you can only go to school. Like you can't even have a job because you have to be so focused on school. And I was like, okay, I'm bored. Like (laughs) what's next? (laughs) Wow. So you're, you're in Texas. Where are you in Texas? So I'm in Houston, right outside of Houston. Oh, wow. I used to live there. Really? Where? I was in the Memorial area. I kind of lived and I lived in Missouri city at one time. I lived in the medical center. I was all around, but our last stint was in the energy corridor. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm Southeast. I'm in Deer Park. Ah, that's a drive. Well, especially (laughs) from Dallas where I am now. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right. So you graduate law school. And you get this job and you're putting it, you're giving it your all and you're giving up your clothing store, you're relocating and something happens. What was that catalyst that said, you know what, this is not it. Yeah. So I was actually, okay. So I had the whole network of boutique owners and they would contact me at work, you know, asking for help with copyrights, trademarks and honestly, I would tell them like, yeah, we can help you, but these are the rates. And most of the time it was just like, oh, that's too expensive because they, I mean, it was like the rates were outrageous and especially for small businesses. And I tried to even talk to, you know, a couple of people at the firm, like, Hey, can we help, you know, help them out somehow? There's small businesses. They're not like these huge corporations and nobody was open to it. And then finally I did have somebody reach out to me and she was like, you know what? I don't care what the price is. I just need to get the trademark done. I need help. It's like, okay, cool. Like we'll bring you on to the firm. We'll get it done. And then with the, at that firm, there's a whole onboarding process. And at the end of the process, it's kind of just a formality or what I thought was just a formality where a, a partner has to approve of the client. Like they're just like, okay, this is like, we'll take them on as a client. Well, he did not approve of them. And he was just like, this is a low quality client. They're not a million or billion dollar business. And didn't want to bring them on, but he was like, look, you already told him you'd bring them on. So we'll bring them on, but just know for next time, this is not a quality client for us. And I was like, um, okay. And at at the same time, like I'm feeling like, you know, a hot shot, like, oh, I'm such a young attorney bringing in clients already. No, not even cool, but yeah, it was crazy. So it was literally that moment when I was having that conversation with that partner where I was like, okay, this is not the place for me. This is not where I want to spend the rest of my life. So from that moment forward, I was just planning my exit. And I, I, it was still so scary because even though I had a feeling, I was like, I, you know, I think I'll have business from the boutique owners, but you just don't know. And it was so, so scary because at the time I was the breadwinner. My husband was staying home with our son who was eight months old. And he, my husband worked as an active duty army officer while I was in law school. So it was kind of like, you know, it was a deal, like he'll work to put me through school. And then once I start working, he was going to stay home to figure out what he wanted to do for the rest of his life. So, you know, shortly after I start working, it's like, oh crap, like I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. So it was really tough. And luckily, I mean, it ended up working out. Thankfully, (laughs) thankfully. So let's talk about the naysayers. 
Yeah. Because surely you had plenty and probably still do have some. Yeah. What was it like when you started verbalizing this to people who, I won't say quote unquote, because I won't shave family, but those <laughs> folks who have your best interest at heart? I'm uh, well, my mom, I will just go out and say it, was not a fan. I, I remember telling her, I was like, I don't, you know, I want to quit <laughs> this firm. And at the time, so I was in Cincinnati at the time and she was here in Houston. So every day on the car ride home from work, I would call her and my dad. And I remember telling her and she was like, what? Now you're stupid. And you know how mothers are. <laughs> oh man. Um, and she was like, you're stupid. And I think she actually hung up on me because she was like so pissed off. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure she hung up on me. And I was like, whatever. And then of course, like you have your dad and like my dad, I'm still daddy's little girl. And he's like, okay, honey, like whatever makes you happy. So <laughs> I, I totally had like a 360 reaction between the two of them. But um, now my mother's very happy about it. I'm back home. I am, you know, you know, I take them to eat all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, but how did you not let that dig into your psyche that, you know, I know it's hard. It's not so bad when people who don't know you give their opinion, because that doesn't matter to you anyway. But right. when someone is close to you, someone who you talk to every day on your commute, who you love, who raised you, um, who's looking at you at the beacon and the, the game changer for the family. How do you deal with that? And you still press forward because I know that a lot of times dreams get deferred when we start asking people and they put their opinion into our opinion. Oh yeah. So I think I actually like, I think I would actually kind of went through like a depression period. So it was kind of that. So I started with the firm in October, December slash January is where I was like, okay, this is not what I want to do. And I, I think it was January when I had that conversation with my mom. So during like, after that conversation, it was just like, well, crap, like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I'm not happy here you know, my mom doesn't want me to do this. And of course you don't, I don't want to say like you live to please your parents, but at the same time, it's like, well, maybe they are right. And I shouldn't be doing this. So I definitely went through like a period of depression where it's, it's just like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I wasn't happy. And then, cause my husband and I both, we both just weren't happy with what was going on with our lives, where we were. We also had a miscarriage like right before I started at that firm. So it was just like a whole culmination of things. And when it was April, April, um, the week after Easter, we were sitting at home, put the, we had put the baby to bed. We were having dinner and, you know, we both were just like, okay, we're not happy. What are we going to do about it? And we had this conversation before, but this time my husband was like, listen, like, we just have to do something. Like we both say we're not happy. We can't just say, keep saying that we're both not happy. Like we have to do something about it. So we were like, okay, what are we going to do? So we literally sat down, talked it out. We were like, okay, you know, his family was over here. My family was over here trying to just weigh the options. And ultimately we decided moving to Houston would be best to be close to my family. And we did that and we said, okay, we're setting a goal to be there by June 1st. Now, mind you, like this is the beginning of April and we hadn't, our house wasn't for sale. We still had improvements to make. Like it, like, it wasn't like 
okay, we're ready to put our house for sale. Let's get there by June 1st. It's like, okay, we just decided to put our house for sale, make the whole move. And luckily, like we really got our butt in gear and we were in Houston officially Memorial Day weekend, which was a week before June 1st. For Brunch and Slay after this. If you knew you could do something that would totally make someone's day, would you do it? If you answer yes, then I'm going to ask you right now to totally make my day. If you want to make my day, head over to whatever platform you listen to the podcast on and leave a review for the show. Share it on your social media platforms and subscribe. That's how we grow. That's how we connect with more people just like you. You guys know I'm on a mission to change the world. Help me out. And now back to Brunch and Slay. Wow. Now that's talking about dedication. And the, the cool thing I like about that is that the communication that you and your husband had and the transparency that you had about not being comfortable, because I can imagine the doubt you had about taking this leap after you've just been in this position and the naysayers and them thinking that you're just an entitled millennial. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, and they just got to rough it out. They don't know. But who says we have to be miserable? Who says mm -hmm. that you have to tough it out? If you're willing to take a step back, to take a leap forward, the sky is always the limit, right? Exactly. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So let's now, now that we know what inspired you and what got you here to help all of us small business people, let's talk <laughs> about what you offer. You have a suite of services that are available. It's not just your typical shingle hung law, law firm. So let's talk about how you help small businesses. What kind of services do they get from you? So the bulk of my services are trademarks. So I do, I protect brands on a daily basis. I prevent business identity theft by protecting their brands with trademarks and copyrights. So, because a lot of businesses don't realize that their most valuable asset is intellectual property. Even if you have like the clothing store, you have inventory, that's at the end of the day, when you go to sell your business, your inventory doesn't mean anything. The most valuable asset that you have is your intellectual property. So that stuff is what has to be protected more than anything else within your business. So that's why I kind of chose that path was I, you know, I'd been through the whole business thing. I'd seen, I'd sold my business. So I knew what was valuable, what wasn't. And at the end of the day, your intellectual property is the most valuable thing that you have. So can we break that down a little bit? I know that I have ideas all the time. How many of them should I be trademarking? So uh, great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, um, so I actually just announced, um, that, well, I didn't announce the trademark office just announced yesterday that their fees to file a trademark are going up by at least $75 this fall. So, yeah, um, it's gonna, it's about to get more expensive, but there, there's always a good baseline to know, like if money is an issue, I tell people if money is an issue, then you need to run a trademark search to make sure that you're not infringing on somebody. Because if you're not sure about your business, if you're just testing the waters, then you may not necessarily want to file for the trademark immediately because you're still testing. You're not for sure if this is really sticking. So instead of spending the money on the trademark, which you, the trademark process takes at a minimum seven months. So if you're testing the water for seven months, you may not be in business by the time that trademark comes back registered. So 
in order to avoid wasting that money if you're not in business then you still want to run a trademark search and then once you know hey you know i have momentum in my business this is a thing like i'm really you know i know i'm going to stick with this business that's when you want to file for a trademark so what about those slogans same thing same okay. thing yeah so a lot of people think it's just like the brand name or a logo or a slogan that can be trademarked. Those are the, so the brand name, the logo and the slogan, those are really just the big three that a lot of businesses start with. There are many, many other things that can be trademarked. So like the podcast name can be trademarked. If you have an online course, the name of that can be trademarked, you know, a certain service that you have that can be trademarked. So any, anything really that identifies your brand, it can be protected with a trademark. Wow, y'all. So that was a lesson for me. I was not aware that. I mean, I knew that you could definitely probably trademark the name of a podcast, but the, the idea of even an online course and taking that type of protection. And in this day and age of creative snatchers, you really do need to probably. Yeah. And in, in some instances, and in some instances, you have to figure out what is what battles are worth fighting you know um, right. i remember listening to i cannot think of her name it just my mind just went blank the the founder of spanx and oh blakely sarah blakely. yes yes and she talked about on how i built it on npr about how after she spent this fortune and you know begged borrowed stole stayed up late created spanx mm -hmm. right and then all these other brands yummy mommy all these i'll say their names because you guys got the idea from sarah uh, let's just be honest, you know, and they get these ideas and they start coming for her, you know, and she makes a decision because she could not afford to fight them all because not only is, yes, trademark is good, but you have to be able to fight that battle. Right. Mm -hmm. And she just decided at that time to invest that money in her business. And I feel like she won by doing it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So same thing. So I don't know if you ever heard of makeup junkie. Have you heard of makeup junkie bags? No, she, was, no. she was on shark tank. Um, back in January, I think. And she's, a, she's a big part of the boutique community as well. Um, but she, um, so she has her like premium line of makeup bags. And then in order to kind of take a, you know, a proactive step to combat the infringers and, you know, the idea stealers, she created a lower price line. So she has like the premium line that has like a lifetime warranty. And then she has the lower a, you know, a more affordable line that doesn't have a warranty, but it's still, you know, it's still her. It still has the beautiful prints that people love. So yeah, she, that's another way to combat infringement is to kind of create a lower price model. I love that idea. I mean, we're getting all kind of nuggets here. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the cool things you didn't even say it, like, I'm just going to keep tooting your horn. So not only do you help <laughs> small businesses, but you make it affordable. You have memberships. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So the, the membership, I am absolutely in love with the membership because it's a, I'm able to help so many more people with it. And it came about because I would have clients who would come to me for just a trademark and then they would kind of just use me as their um, general business counsel. And they would constantly email me questions, which didn't take me any time to respond. But if you've ever worked with an attorney, they charge you hourly and I don't charge hourly for anything. And with that charging hourly, they charge you to read the email, think about the email and then respond to the email. So, and I didn't, I, I just don't believe in that model. There's very few things that I charge hourly for. 
so I didn't want to ch be charging for those emails, but at the same time, all those little emails add up for me and my time. So the, that's, a, that's what the membership is for. So I have clients who come to me for trademarks and then if they want ongoing support or if somebody just wants, you know, ongoing support and have a, an attorney in their corner, that's what the membership is for. They get unlimited emails. So there's no me keeping track of how many emails you've sent, how long it takes me to reply. You can send me a million emails every single month if you want. You get up to 60 minutes and phone calls every single month and you get up to 30 pages of document review every month. So that's reviewing your privacy policy, terms and conditions, service contracts, any documents in your business that you have that you want an extra pair of eyes on. All that gets in, all that's included in the monthly fee. And then you also get a 15% discount on any other services that you need. So copyrights, trademarks, cease and assist letters, anything else. And then once you've been a member, for three months, you get a free IP audit. So that's where I go into your business and tell you exactly what can be protected with the trademark, a copyright, basically just closing all those loopholes within your business. Great. And then, so, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so you have one off. So I wanted to, you have a la carte services. So people yes. can just purchase one thing at a time. That's pretty awesome, y'all. Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then after you've been a member for six months, you get a free trademark search. And the search is pretty much required for all clients that want to run a trademark. Um, it basically is just, just know that it's required, <laughs> but it's for free once you've been a member for six months. And then after you've been a member for 12 months, you get three trademark applications half off. So instead of 15 off, you get 50% off. And then if you pay in full for the year, you actually get those three, six and 12 month benefits up front instead of waiting. How cool is that? And, and not only is Andrea out here helping make the world a better place by helping us protect ourselves and educating us in a way that she feels is best ethically. She has a offer for Brunch and Slay listeners, right? Yes, yes, yes. Use promo code Brunch and Slay and you will save 10% off of the monthly or the annual membership, whichever one you choose. All right. So I know somebody's out there was just probably kicking the door because they saw something that should not have been used that was theirs or that, <laughs> or they want to know how to protect themselves. I enjoy finding tools that will help make your life better. And I think this is one of them. So be sure to support Andrea and, and find out more and follow her page. Where, where is your Instagram page? Yeah. So I'm at Andrea Sager Law. All right. So y'all can find that there. So I got to know. You know, this Saturday, you can brunch with anyone in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? My best friend. We don't get to brunch very much. We actually don't even get to hang out very much anymore because she's got kids. I've got kids. And yeah, I would love to have brunch with her. How cool is that? See her tribe, y'all. Don't forget about your tribe. <laughs> it's hard. I love to, and like now that I'm back in Dallas, um, you know, I, I got to meet some amazing women when I was in Houston. I was there for over a decade. So of course oh, wow. I built a new community there. And I always still had this tribe of core people who just loved on me from day one who were here in Dallas. And we would plan trips, you know, before we had kids, which was a lot. And then one year, I guess we all drank the same water and everybody had babies. <laughs> And, and we, you know, of course life happens. So it became harder and harder to get together. So since I've been back, 
we've kind of made an effort to get girls night back up or girls events, whatever that may be. And this, it was so fun a couple of weeks ago, Christian Dior is uh, doing an exhibit at the Dallas Museum of Art and we all met wow. up, we got dressed up and we put, we had our best sex in That's awesome. Night. And we went and saw the exhibit and then we went and had cocktails and dinner afterwards and it was so awesome. And it was just like, all of us felt like, it was just medicine, you know what I mean? Just yeah. having the vibe around you and being able to be around the people who, who pour into you and love you. Uh, it was pretty cool. So y'all do something with your tribe. Don't forget about the people who have always been there, you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So one of the things that I think is really important is that we support you just like you support us. So what vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey? Oh man, this is awesome. Uh, I mean, if you know any, anybody that needs to be educated regarding any legal issues for small businesses, send them my way. I love, I love educating more than anything else. Like, yeah, of course I love to make money and everything, but I love the moment when I see somebody who may not even be a client and they're just like, wow, I did not know that. Thank you so much for, you know, giving me that information for free because you won't find many attorneys that give away information for free. <laughs> That's why you're such a jewel. Okay. Let me tell you, <laughs> man. So thank you so much for sharing all your insight and your journey because it's totally unique. And again, I'm really impressed by you answering your call and marching to your own beat and just doing your thing because we want to see more of that. We want to see people activate their own purpose and make it their own. So yeah, I really love it. And I'm, and I'm sending all kinds of vibes of abundance your way. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Check. Yeah. I'm always doing some kind of education on Facebook or Instagram. So definitely check it out. Yeah. And you guys know, I'm going to say it. I always say, give her feed 30 days. I'm sure you're going to love it. Right. And if you don't have a business, you know, Forward it on to someone who, you know, starting up because it's important to lay the foundation and protect yourself. It is very important. Um, I can't stress that enough. I've had that experience with trademark infringement. It was not fun. It was mm. very stressful. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had known Andrea then because hunting down my lawyer and trying to bargain with him on my little shoestring <laughs> budget was not fun, but we did what we had to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. So y'all, I have, hope you have enjoyed hearing from Andrea and myself because I've enjoyed it. And if you have enjoyed it, then I want you to share it. And if you really love this show, you know that we're listeners supported. So head on over to brunch. I'm sorry, guys, I'm tongue tied today. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slay and look and see the different ways you can support the show. You can support brunch and slay and keep us going for as little as $1 a month, which is only 12 bucks a year. You know, that's not even a full week of Starbucks y'all. So get it together. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought you might want to know about what's happening next week. Honestly, I got to where I am. I mean, if you, it, a lot of times when people say, you did all of this amazing stuff, won awards and got licensing with your very first film, they said, that's unusual. I said, yeah, but I took an unusual approach as well. I didn't just jump out there and think that I could shoot a movie. I, went, I, I learned first, I researched and I met people and I learned from the best before I did it. So naturally I would have a great product because I put a lot of hard work and effort into it by getting knowledge. And until next time, always remember no matter what, that if she can, I can, we all can. This is Brunch and Slay, y'all. Until next time. Bye.